Greetings on this good day that the Lord has made. I'm Joe Van Hoogen, and this is the Bread of a Life. Our program is presented by the International Disciple-Making Ministry Church Partnership Evangelism. I encourage you to learn more about the work we're doing around the world. You can go to traincpe.org, or you can follow all the links at our webpage, breadoflifeboise.org. There you'll also learn about our missions, Church Fellowship in Boise, Idaho, and it's from this fellowship that we share with you God's Word. Today we conclude a message called Grace Behind Closed Doors, drawn from 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1-7. through 7. A widow's world is about to crash down on her. She goes to the prophet Elisha for help, and help comes. A small cruise of oil she has is poured at the prophet's instruction into pots the widow has borrowed. Behind the closed doors of her home, this outpouring comes, and the pots are filled, and she has all that she needs. As we learned yesterday, God's grace comes to the individual in intimate ways. And we learn today, it comes when we pour out what we already possess. Without a doubt, this widow is going to go and tell people what God has done for her. She's not going to stop with Elisha. She's going to go and she's going to let all of her neighbors know exactly how God has provided for all of her needs She's collected the pot. She's brought in her house. But before that moment came, before she tells everybody else, when the moment of grace is to be expressed in her life, Elijah informs her, shut the door. There's something just for you, something for your sons, something mysterious, something individual, personal, a particular expression that was to be kept from just common eyes for them alone. Here's an application for you in this. I think we need to be careful that the gospel of the saving grace of Jesus Christ, the gospel that says Jesus Christ has died in your place, has done the complete work of suffering in your place for your sins so that anything required has already been done on your behalf. And you may receive this gift of salvation by faith alone. It's a wonderful message. I think we need to be careful that it doesn't just come out of our lips as a selling point, as a phrase of some evangelical script to sell a message to others or to sell our belief off to others in the evangelical church so they accept our credentials. Yes, I believe these things. It's a message of grace, God's free gift of salvation. It's a story that we are to proclaim and we do proclaim to all that we can Just as the widow, we're going to go out and tell people how God has filled the vessel of our life with his fullness. But it can't be stated like a slogan. It can't come from our lips like a point of theological correctness. It must not be offered like a barker at a fair calling people over to buy his wares. It can't be stated like some plebe who's trying to find the secret word to gain membership into a fraternity. It has to come as an expression from our lives of that moment when God shut us into himself and poured his grace upon us. It has to come out from your own experience. Personal, intimate experience of God meeting you in your need, in your sin, in the moment of honest confession, in the moment of deep desperation in which you called out to God and God answered you. And God crafted in the unique story of your life the manner in which he brought to you this wonderful saving provision. 
just for you. That's how the gospel has to always go forward. If the gospel goes forward from our lives without a personal message of experiencing the intimate touch of God's mysterious grace upon our lives, it will come off just like I said, like a sales pitch, like a mantra, like a slogan. It has to come out of our encounter with God. Once you encounter God in that mysterious way saving you, what you'll discover is that He continues to come to you again and again, quietly touching your lives. So you first have to know a moment, and then after that, moments in which you've discovered the grace of God behind closed doors. If you don't know that story, I invite you to go behind a closed door. God, I want to meet your grace in intimacy for my life. God, I, I don't want to conform to what everybody else says I have to believe. I want your grace to come into my life. I want to conform to your call upon me and what you want to do and what you do for me through your Son, Jesus Christ. That's what God has to offer you. Let's look at one other thing here. One last thing. This third note is just somewhat of an understanding of how God's grace comes to a person in salvation and how that grace continues to work in our lives to grow us in that salvation. We've said that the grace of God is extensive. It goes from great to small. The grace of God is intimate. It touches us behind closed doors. And here what I would like you to see is God's greatest expressions of grace particularly those expressions of saving grace, come to us in our emptiness. They come to us at our point of surrender and emptiness. That's the point at which we realize grace. The widow is called upon to make an inventory of everything that she has, and all she has is a small vial of oil, and she is called upon in faith to take this only thing that she has of value, to take it and pour it out. To surrender it all together before God in faith, before God can give her something better. You need God. You need His salvation. You need Him to save you from the penalty of your sin and the separation that's brought upon your life and the ruin that that sin has brought in your life that you can't master and control on your own. And, and then once you receive God in this way and you receive that saving grace, you still need God. You need him now not to save you just from the penalty of sin, but from the power of sin. You don't want to be taken away in the way of this world and the destruction of this world. You need him. And if you don't have him, without him, your life will be, your house will be vacated. Your life will be marked by slavery, like this woman was facing. But what will it require of you in order that you might receive God and encounter this grace? Surrender. Surrender of what you have. Whatever you're holding on to as your hope, whatever you're reserving as your last dollar of dignity to spend on yourself. Salvation is a free gift, but it can only be given to empty hands, we say. Once saving you from the penalty of your sins, the sins that you deserve, God wants to sanctify you and lead you forward in a life of power so that you can be victorious over those very sins. But... For this power to be in your life, an inventory has to be taken on a regular basis. You've got to find out what it is that you're claiming for yourself in your home, for your own sake, 
Maybe it's your house. Maybe it's your history. Maybe it's your own self. Maybe it's your education. And you have to go to whatever are the highest and lowest things in your life. And you have to take an inventory. And all of it has to be laid out before the Lord. Or you'll be tempted to fall back on those things as your source of comfort. And as your answer in the trial. And the difficulty and the testing and the trial, the answer that you're not to give is, well, at least I have this nice house. <laughs> well, at least I've got a good reputation. Well, at least I have those investments I made. Well, at least I've got that education I have. Well, at least I know better than what other people know, and it won't do. Well, at least I have that habit that I've had, and I don't like it, but I can at least wallow in that a little while. That'll, that'll get me through this. I won't do. Everything has to be brought before Him, whatever it is. It has to be presented before God. It has to be poured out before Him. It will not be yours to hold on to or to have, good or bad. All has to go before God. Going forward from there, you've got to take, I've got to take regular inventories of my life. I've got to search the cupboards of my life to see if there's stuff that I've stowed away for a rainy day just to provide for myself. This will be the thing that will really answer to my need. These are the things I'll rely upon. No. In the great moment of trial, when it comes upon you, you feel the enemy pressing upon you and old sins coming their way against you and new challenges to meet, empty your cupboards and pour it out on the Savior's feet, at the Savior's feet. It's going to take surrender. Parents who raise their children and want their children to live a certain way and live for the glory of God, and the moment comes in which God will say, even that must be laid out before me as well. Dedicated and yielded up. You did it once, do it again. Do it now. Surrender to me. All that gets hid away on the shelf must be offered up afresh and anew. The vial must be surrendered, poured out, and the pots must be empty. The pots have to be empty too. The pots were all empty at first, God's economy for outpouring His grace and salvation and, salva and sanctification requires empty pots. He, he can't fill what's already full. So here's an application as a final application. Bring to God your life. If you bring to God your life and say, God, look, here's all the things I've done for you. God, here's all that I've learned and I've come to know and understand. Here's the moral superior life that I've lived. I'm glad, oh God, I haven't done these things here. I've done this. Here's the things that I've learned and the things that I can attest before you are true. And I, I believe them. Lord, here's the heritage I have. I'm well connected. My parents served you and loved you. My husband feared the Lord and was faithful. Here's my basket, God. He can't do anything for you. He can't put anything to a full basket. You go into an orchard and you see fruit trees filled with fruit you know what those trees want more than anything else? Empty baskets. You go into an orchard with a basket full of stuff, you got nothing, they have nothing to offer you. Tip them over. Empty them out. God has nothing for you unless He is everything to you. He's the great gift and He won't pour Himself out into your life with fullness and power unless you come to Him empty. The right statement is to say, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to your cross I cling, 
naked come to thee for dress, helpless look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly, wash me Jesus or I die. This is the attitude. God cannot meet in anyone that does not present to him a surrendered and empty heart but he will do his gracious acts on those who come to him in this way. Surrendered, empty, for what? (laughs) For the extensive outpouring of his intimate grace. What must you give to live that way? Let's bow our heads. The challenges we face, the struggles we go through, the hardships we face, the insults that come upon us, the diversion of dreams and hopes from destinations that we set for ourselves. All these things, oh God, you bring our way to rifle through our lives and empty out the shelves and closets and vessels of any point of satisfaction in anything but yourself. This experience too is grace. You're emptying of us so that you might fill us with something better. Yourself and all of its fullness and all of its life. Thanks for joining us today at The Bread of Life, a ministry of church partnership evangelism. To learn about our work around the world, go to traincpe.org. Until the next time, may the Lord bless you.